1: offers, and contests. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, guys, welcome in. God Report. What up, dude? Hey, Big day. Big day, day, Celtics history. Was it the 18th? 18th? 18 18 for banner 18 18 for 18 that's what the kid that's what the kids say
2: (laughs) 18 for 18 they'll do a movie on that someday
1: yeah yeah (laughs) that's true um (laughs) so so that's where we are um a lot of
3: excitement in celtics land lillard's come in right uh (laughs) they got the right coach i mean the fans are just ecstatic today
1: yeah, I mean, ecstatic and denial, one of the other. Let's let's hold off. We know the chat's going to go there, and the Lillard stuff is going to pop off. Uh, but that's friggin' foolishness. Um, but and it's, uh, they're
3: not going to have to trade Brown. They'll get him without trading Brown, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: A <laughs> yeah.
2: couple of expirings. Uh,
1: um. But yeah that's that that stuff's happening anyway we'll start with what we have today uh what's up everybody uh as people are kind of leaking in, it's a, it's a monday what are we doing here i don't know wait what there's it's a garden m- report uh you know 98
2: people- degrees outside here right now and oh New England. my it so was a tough
1: hot. one out there
2: tomorrow's gonna, be just, gonna just be just went, as hot wednesday i just went
1: i just went for I, I I rode my bike to the gym. It's only like three and a half miles. It's not far. I I walked into the gym, drenched. They were looking at me like, "What's wrong with this dude?" dude I was, it's I was like, "Do, you you do you towels?" And they're like, "We don't do towels anymore." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm just grabbing napkins and I'm like patting myself down, and everyone's looking at me like, "This guy's not right." Dude, that's uh, why
2: we used to look at you at, at NBC when you would yeah. come in. You'd come oh, in to oh, work right? off the bike. I forgot you, used to drive you did his that. Bike to work yeah he came in looking like there was a thunderstorm outside
1: i know i know What's <laughs> was that like, shower? <laughs> there was a shower um <laughs> yeah so, didn't use it <laughs> <laughs> i just splash the pits and move on yeah. uh, but no i would i mean but jimmy the funny thing is like it would take me two hours uh you know it was like a 22 mile ride it would take me an yeah, hour no and joke. it would take me an hour and a half to get there but i was i was that drenched like seven minutes into the ride you know <laughs> yeah, like, i'm yeah. sure oh god but um but anyway so that's what we got <laughs> ime udoka is here we knew this Welcome. obviously uh but they we entered the Celtics introduced him it's interesting you know, we're all in on that press conference, Bobby, and, uh, well, uh, Jimmy Jimmy saw it after the fact. Joe Sway is in there watching it live, seeing how he reacts. It is interesting. A lot of the stuff we're talking about with Udoka is how is he going to be one foot over? You know, he's been in the assistant chair. He's in the big chair. The spotlight is on him. How is he going to handle being the final word, being the guy, you know, and all of those things? And how is he going to comport himself here, um, you know, to the media, uh you know and really the first time I mean people knew things about him but I mean have you heard him talk before have you heard much you know from him you know really no I mean it's really everybody's first chance to kind of get to know him a little bit and again an incredibly short press conference for four people talking 20 something minutes but whatever um you know but you got a taste you got a taste uh, uh of Udoka today and he again it's just a press conference. It's hard to say he didn't get an A++++ in terms of saying the right things. Right. Horrible coaches who've been fired 15 games into their tenure have also said all the right things. Um, and it, that doesn't mean he's going to be. But he hit the right notes. He said a lot of the right things. So we want to talk about that. But, guys, just first impressions just watching him up there, you know, and the vibe you got just kind of like, you know, hey, this is our guy. This is the coach.
2: Yeah, Bob. Jimmy, what you got? No, well, you, you saw it live, so I'll let you go first.
3: All right. Yeah, it was. It, it seemed to almost perfectly fit the description of what Brad was looking for when we first heard from him as GM, as far as what we were looking for in a head coach. Some of those similarities, the defensive emphasis, all the, a lot of the same stuff we talked about last week. You had a pretty good idea back then of what he was, just based off his responsibilities in those last stops. And then today, you hear about, you know. Hard-nosed basketball, defense, ball movement. That little quip at Brad was so funny. And you know, you did hear that edge to him. Just like, I'm going to be on these guys. You know, these guys asked in the interview process for tough coaching. And I'm going to provide it to them here. So pretty much everything that Celtics fans wanted in terms of their dissatisfaction with Brad, you heard him talking about here today. And it did seem like he was just hitting every spot in terms of those job description attributes that the Celtics and really their fans were looking for. It was yeah. exciting to listen to. I know it's just wor- you know lip service until it plays out on the court, but it does <clears> kind <throat> of feel like that fresh refresh that everybody's been waiting for, even Brad. And I know it was probably a little embarrassing for Brad to be up there hearing about that last team and the things that didn't what? go right, but <laughs> you know this is what he signed up
1: for. Yeah, I mean I joked yeah. about that in the press co- in, uh, in 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 tweets earlier like what a unique what an interesting thing this is that the guy you know even in the interview process I thought it was so interesting that Udoka would right. be the guy who would be like okay what did you what do you want to do different than the last guy you mean yeah. you Brad you know like it's an awkward <laughs> it's an awkward situation even in the interview cuz you basically have to you can't possibly you know give your vision without kind of sort of panning what 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 you saw last year and he did take that dig and we'll play that a little bit later but it is really hard he is walking a little tightrope here uh with 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 brad right next to him as the guy who hired him and also could fire him you know Uh, so you have to be a little bit respectful of that so he can't really go all in about new direction but he did mention a couple of things there
2: yeah, we're definitely an interesting slash weird dynamic to have. But I'm sure, I mean, listen, Brad. Brad's an adult. Brad Brad knows where things went wrong. You, you don't think he knows the stats. You don't think he knows they were 27th and all that stuff. Of course, he knows that stuff, and he knows where they need to improve. So I'm sure they were able to sit down and hash out, you know, like this is where, you know, we fell short. This is where I think we can improve, and this is how I think I can help do that. So I definitely got that vibe. Um, I, I was impressed because... It felt like they got the guy they wanted based on the way Brad spoke, based on what Wick had to say um, with the whole, you know, two-hour conversation and he wanted to, you know, speak for another two hours. Whether We should, you that we should, get,
1: a, we should get an apartment together, you know, like, yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, take
2: easy I got to yeah, go, buddy. Right. right. looks <laughs> like we sit, sit around over a bottle of uh, tequila, by the way, that I own yes, and I want to yeah. distribute. But, right.
1: um, Tres Comas,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> no, it's called
2: Cinco It's called Cinco I went into the, a wick rabbit hole the, last night. We'll get into the Tres, it later.
1: tres Comas is a Silicon Valley reference uh, for a guy who's basically playing a Mark Cuban spoof. Um, yeah. and that's the name of his tequila because he's a billionaire, he's got three <laughs> commas, but anyway. Um, well, but yeah. A, yeah.
2: yeah, so, anyways, you know, it felt like my point was it felt like this is the guy that they wanted, and they definitely. They definitely went through the whole process, the vetting process, and they interviewed. You know, I'm sure they interviewed. You know, many, many candidates, and you know, Ime was the one that that rose to the top. And so, you know, I'm definitely. You know, I think everyone's, all these Celtics fans are are extremely happy, and you know, going to give this guy a chance to show what he's capable of. He's been in the, he's been in the NBA for a long period of time. He's coached underneath some of the greats. You know, Popovich obviously has won and he was with the Nets this year. So. He knows how to manage big egos. He knows how to coach up, you know, guys that you probably know less about. So you certainly have a mix of that on this Celtics team. So um, you know, the other thing that was clear to me, it, it seems like a change was definitely needed, right? From the coaching stand from a coaching standpoint. And what we what we are, are hearing or what it sounds like we're hearing is that, you know, these guys, Tatum and Brown, they wanna be pushed. They wanna be, you know, they wanna be, you know, the heat put on them and you know make them make them work for it and maybe that was something that brad couldn't get through to them
1: yeah and that's a big that's a big one and i want to i want to hit that in a minute uh but I, i just real quick i agree there jimmy the um i i was going back and forth in my head is this was this their guy because we were led to believe like billups was already set to the trailblazers uh, a couple of weeks ago and that the celtics were going to get second choice which seemed odd because it felt like the celtics had the best job when mm-hmm. milwaukee advanced to the conference finals and was favored to go to the finals it looked like that job had closed up so it really i would have felt the celtics was clearly the top job based on everything situation right. you know whatever all of that stuff and we were thinking wow it's strange that they're not going to get pit, top picked that the billups who might be the hottest commodities going somewhere i really wonder how much all of the stuff surrounding billups really came up in the last little bit and might have helped push udoka over the top or flat out he was always the guy but i feel more confident that he was their guy outright not a consolation prize not that they knew billups was going to portland so they moved on i actually do think this was their guy now based just on you know how they moved how they acted the way they're talking about it and all of that stuff and then Yeah, and no, then also it, there's, jumping there's, out ahead of it. It now feels yeah. like Portland was like, okay, we'll do it. And then they kind of were left holding the bag with the shit storm that Lillard is facing right now. The other thing I didn't
2: – I guess I just
1: didn't I think I mean Lillard of, uh, that Billups is facing now. Yeah, the
2: other thing yeah. that I didn't think of is that may um, has a bit of a history with some of these Celtics players from uh, Team USA last year. I didn't even put that connection together. Um, but, oh, that was so a big thing. New, so does yeah. the new assistant now too. Yeah. Right, that was the big thing. But I, at first, when they were going through the candidates, I, I didn't really connect the two. But knowing that, I mean, you know, and I'm sure, and I think we all we all know that Tatum and Brown were, you know, involved in this process in some way. And they wouldn't have signed off on this if they didn't, uh, you know, enjoy that experience of, of you know, whatever value he was able to add to that team while they were playing it. So there's already a little bit of that going into the season. So they're not starting from scratch there either. So I, I think that's a good thing too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he also hinted at, and I wish he elaborated a little bit more on it, but he hinted at him having some sort of role on this Olympic staff. I know that Lloyd Pierce and Jay Wright and uh, Steve Kerr are the assistants on that roster, but is he going to go out there as sort of like a Tatum you know, assistant? I, I, they're pretty limited in terms of what staff they can bring out here with the COVID stuff out there and the Olympics, but he seemed to hint at them possibly working together in some capacity on the Olympics. Maybe it'll be over Zoom or something, but that was good to hear. Whatever they can possibly do to, you know, keep building that cohesion and good feelings into the season. You almost wish a few more guys were on that Olympic roster with Tatum out there to get ahead on that. You know, Brown probably would have been out there if he wasn't hurt. But you know, I love that too, Jimmy. Just not not just the fact that it's a Popovich guy and that you know, he knows them already, but that was just such a good experience for Tatum, Brown, Kemba back then, and Smart. Like, they came out of that and hit the ground running in that 2020 season. I I thought that was such a positive experience for all of them, just in terms of figuring out how to play to each other. And, you know, whether or not you think Beal could possibly be in their future, that might be something that plays out there on the Olympic roster. That's really the first time they'll be playing organized basketball together, uh, Beal and Tatum, that is. So, you know, I, I love that international stuff, as you guys know. But, like, I think that's very important, even though
1: our boss, Nick, can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good thing. And, you know, in addition to the – I like the idea of Udoka being out there with um, Jason as a possible recruiting tandem, you know? Like, is yeah. that – that to me is like mm-hmm. our, our our awesome play our awesome player friendly coach that totally has our back who we love and me and Jalen and all of that stuff uh, for sure. Now we did talk about um, uh, some of the stuff that you talked about. Here's a little taste for those guys who didn't see the press conference. This was one of the things we were talking about that we thought was kind of fun and funny um, when he was asked about you know things that he would improve with the team. This is Emile Doka talking about how he wants to see the team share the ball a little bit better. As far as stamp on the team, you know. What I was as a player was a, you know, tough, hard-nosed player, defensive-minded, but I love the offensive side as well. I've done defense the last two years in Philadelphia and Brooklyn, but for seven seven years in San Antonio, I was doing offense and defense. And so, you know, we want to have a, a well-rounded team. Um, looked at the numbers overall. Sorry to mention this, Brad, but 27th in assists last year. We want to have more team basketball there, but at the same time you have to understand what your personnel <clears> dictates. And that's Jason, Jalen and guys that can really score the basketball at elite level. So you play toward their strengths. Obviously we'll have a defensive mentality going in and, and, you know, I like to try to bring the dog out and guys, and we got some young dogs here and, and look forward to pushing them.
2: <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Some young dogs.
1: Oh, yeah. my God! See it, Brad. Suck it, roasted, Brad. Brad. Suck it, Brad. <laughs> oh, in your face um i mean
3: that kind of that kind of like this was i know we always like have to like stymie the hype around these press conferences and like these statements and stuff like that but this really did seem to kind of reflect his personality like he's gonna
1: kind of tell it like it is to people maybe i want to (laughs) see he had a little bit of a quiver in his voice he was definitely a little bit nervous almost throughout the whole thing that doesn't mean anything other than wow i'm talking this and is happening all the attention is on me it's never been on me before that's not a thing like it meaning like it probably 10 press conferences from now you know whatever but i and do it's like it's not the gonna fact,
2: always be about him you know like, it's this not, was yeah. literally about him then so he gets to talk about right it's different.
1: embarrassing right you're like Tel, tell us about tell us about why you're awesome and you gotta right. sit there and do it you know yeah while not bashing the- this guy and not sounding like a douche that you're con- that you're complimenting right. yourself right. and you know right it's it's a weird thing but um I like that. I like the fact that he's like, that sucked last year, but that was a thing, I mean, to no end, how frustrated were we? Like, why won't they do the thing that Brad wants them to do? You know, like, oh my God, play with so tempo, still, pass the ball, you know?
3: Play with effort. Uh, that's one of the that's one fight. of the three big questions I still had out of today is all right, it's easy to say. Brad didn't do this thing. I'm going to come in here and emphasize this, but you don't think Brad was emphasizing that all year? Like you think this
1: rate went over his head? Yeah, I, I do. So it's one thing to say it. It's another to do it. I mean, it's again, this is where we said it's put up or shut up time with the young guys. You got your guy. You endorsed him. You basically told Brad, we want yep. you to hire this guy, which means you've got to do what he says. And if you don't, it's on you now, you know, because right. you fail. Oh, well, Brad couldn't reach us. He wasn't the guy we needed. Great. Here's your guy. There's yep. no excuse now. That's what I like most about it is you give the players the choice. Now they have to live with it and and they got to and they've got to execute If he says play hard on defense, I don't care if you think your your job is to score twenty seven points a game. I'd rather you score twenty four points a game and give me some effort on defense. That's what I want you to be. I want you to be Jimmy Butler. You know, that's what I want. Twenty one points a game, but be a dog all day, all game long. I'll play you thirty six minutes, and I want max effort, start to finish. That's how we'll be better. Will you do that? Will you allow your stats to suffer if that's what's called for? You know. Maybe I don't know, or it's just like you know I kind of settled into my role of being like a thirty point per game guy. So can the other guys play defense? That's not gonna right. work, right? So I don't know. I mean, I'm curious no. if that's what he's gonna want out of these guys.
2: Well, the Nets didn't play a ton of defense this year, so and I don't got know if we sm- can go on that,
1: and the Philly thing didn't really work out great Philly either. They weren't great a great either. defensive team either. Yeah, no. So no. The,
2: those are the recent, and you know he was, you know he didn't last long in Philly for whatever reason. He ended up in Brooklyn. I mean, because Brown better. got fired. Yeah, Uh, but sometimes the staff sticks around after. But, um, you know, the most recent examples of, of, you know, hard-nosed, tough, in-your-face defense aren't really there. But certainly in San Antonio, there are examples of that. And I don't know how much of that is pop and how much of that is Eme. But either way, I mean, this guy's going to get his opportunity. And the players, like you said, John, this is their guy. You know, everyone say, oh, well, just hire the guy the players want. I don't think it went that far. But this was a this was a coach that that, that really, was
1: that was me by the way you were imitating me
2: well you're one of those people for sure, <laughs> I was yeah. one of those but nothing people. <laughs> else matters just whoever they say they want hire him yeah. I don't think it got to that point but I do think the players obviously
3: Jimmy just stamp, pulled an email.
2: stamp of the, stamp of <laughs> approval yeah and you know and now it's on them to do that you know pick up on their end you know they, this guy obviously has been around the game he's coached for years and years and years I think he's extremely su- uh, extremely qualified and suitable to coach an NBA team. So the players are going to have to, you know, hold up their end of the bargain here. You know, you want this guy to come in and coach, then be coached, allow him to coach you.
1: Yeah. And so as far as those guys go, there's a couple things that I find interesting. Uh, one flat out the message to these guys was um, you're supposed to be good. Um, and so you're already elite stars. What are we waiting for? Um, and that was one of the narratives last year was Jalen and Jason don't have help. There's people in the chat right now saying the same thing. Who do they have to pass to? Blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. Uh, it shouldn't matter that much in the sense of the, this wasn't the worst roster in the NBA around two stars. They were fine. There was better. There was clearly worse. Okay. Um, they, they had other professional basketball players on the court with them. These are two studs. What are we waiting for at this point? Like two stars and 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 good enough should be good enough. Um, And two stars and some really good players like Rob playing at his best, Kemba when he was when he was on, uh, Fournier. There was. Quality basketball players in there. The bench was quality players. Smart Marcus Smart. What are we talking about here? This is this was a real professional basketball team. The excuse making was off the charts last year. So Jimmy, go ahead. I know you're trying to get in there. Well, it
2: wasn't. It's not always the result. It's it's you know you lose a game, you lose a game. It's how you lost that game. And for me, it was the moping. It was the effort. It was the inconsistency on both ends of the court. It was like what Bobby racked his head on all year. The defense or the lack thereof. It's like, yeah, talent is one thing, but effort's a completely different topic and discussion. And that's where I really felt this team fell short. I mean, yeah, you you know, NBA talent always wins out. We get it. None of us thought the Celtics were an NBA title contending team, I don't think, at least certainly not early on in the season. We realized they weren't if, if you were one of the people who didn't think they were going in, but it was the way they didn't show up to certain games. Um... It was the way they played one-player basketball, you know, my turn, your turn. We talked about that so much this year. So, yeah, you can talk about talent. They weren't the deepest team. They weren't even close. But there was enough talent available on any given night to put in better performances than they were. I mean, they'd go down 25 points points in the first half and then claw their way back. I mean, that's the type of stuff that would drive you crazy.
3: That deficit stat was astonishing. I don't have it right in front of me, but we all remember tracking that one throughout the year, the percentage of games that they went down by uh, like 10 plus or something like that. Yeah. Uh, That was – it was a mix last year of obviously effort issues, consistency – focus those things and then all the unfortunate circumstances and roster issues that i think were perfectly valued it's it, uh, uh, perfectly it, you know valid i don't think it's the roster thing to, is
1: bothering me though bobby the, the excuse making with the roster is again phoenix from suns the beginning are, of the year john phoenix, when they're starting semi and i know but the guys. phoenix suns are a win away from the finals and they're starting jay crowder and they're playing That yeah, is great oh give me a break he's great yeah, let's not oh, call The him, Celtics
3: would have been in a much better I mean, the, position. The, the, the Celtics would have
1: been great with James Crowder being their eighth guy. He's starting on a he's team a, about he, to go yeah. to the finals. He, he's a great role They've player. They've got Cameron Payne playing significant minutes. This is the minutes. second
3: team in a row Crowder's going to the finals.
0: The, on. Cameron Payne right.
1: playing significant no. minutes on this team. He was a G Leaguer a year ago. Like, don't tell me this, that the Celtics roster was so bad right now. There's teams still playing that aren't, that they're not flush with talent up and down the yeah roster. but their third
3: guy is a number one pick that's fine their third guy
1: is the number one pick uh, yeah one pick. yeah, they've, yeah they've, so i mean yeah. that's a much better team than the celtics it's not uh, a like much better team than the celtics
2: it, it, their third me, guy is, not, is rob you know if rob's healthy that's their third guy
3: yeah well that's the point from last year is that you did not have the full roster intact for really any of the year so I still think some of the excuses from last year were valid. Obviously the consequences that were handed out reflected it being a little deeper than the excuses there. It's not going to be all that valuable for them to belabor on last year because the roster is going to be much different and the expectations are going to be understandably higher. Yeah, it makes no you, know, sense you want to, to bounce back talk from last year. Last year. Yeah. last year should be so, dead
2: to everybody. T-
3: so at this point you do expect this team with a much more intact and cohesive and uh, you know forward thinking mindset to be much better probably the 4th seed you would want to see them at worst with this roster. So you know what you're saying John John is true. Last year I'm really skating- doesn't matter all that much. So how they can move forward. The Suns, were, um, which I think uh, the best the part the about Suns
1: are moves. better than the Celtics. Let's not well, get ahead they of ourselves. But I'm yeah. saying they're going to the finals, and the Celtics were like, "Woe is me." It's not the drop off between a title team and the Celtics outside of the top two three players is not that dramatic so let's not overdo it everyone's saying their ass like they had the worst roster outside of Jalen and jason are wrong you're uh, you're flat out wrong right you're no, wrong yeah. you're wrong right. they're not right. they weren't wrong. they had at least a middle of the road if not upper middle roster surrounding their two stars their biggest problem was the inconsistency and in the covid and this and that and the health but, and yeah, yeah. And everything, but you yeah. guys are but here's you're, the- you're literally wrong Yeah. Here's going to be the biggest. Literally, You're wrong. You're wrong. Everybody's wrong. Just look at the players. They're not that bad. Well, this
3: will be the biggest answer to that. Uh, We're going to let Sherrod in
1: here, too. Does Udoka get something out of
3: the four young guys? That's going to be the biggest question we answer when it comes to, could they have done something more with last year? Because we know how Brad treated young players. For the most part, I mean, there were a few that broke through. We know Pritchard got that early opportunity. But overall, I think most people look at Brad's tenure and say – The young players really got a tough break there when it came to minutes and opportunity, especially on the later teams. Everyone just looks
1: at Grant and Semi and freaks the fuck out, and that's what it comes down to. Because those guys played minutes early in the year when they were when people were injured, and that's all anybody sees. Like the Grant and Semi. Well, you talked about it too. Yeah, oh, it was a disaster. But that yeah. was again partially to do 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 with injuries. Well, that's another. So question some of it was around, stubbornness
2: yeah. too, though. Don't forget, a yeah. lot of it was stubbornness, and that's Brad
1: got himself into some trouble on his own. A lot of it was stubbornness. He didn't play kids. Didn't play Rob enough. And is Udoka going to gonna be
3: guys. a? Yeah. going to be a guy who favors the kids?
1: It's a big no. question. No. We'll see. Sharad, opening no. thoughts before you dive into what the madness <laughs> we're in now. Um, the uh, your your first impressions on uh, Udoka today, just the way he uh, handled himself and his message. Again, it's just words, but he's pretty on point with a lot of what he talked about. We talked a little bit about uh, you know the message to Jalen and Jason, but anything that stood out to you?
0: Well, I think he understands first and foremost that you, he has to make sure that Jason and Jalen, and let me be, let me say that again, Jason and Jalen are on. Board with whatever he's trying to do. I think that they're understanding that we're not going to go anywhere as an organization if my two best players aren't rowing in the same direction. That to me is someone who has been in the Popovich system and knows how important having your core guys is to your overall team success. That's I, I think that's that's something that Brad, I don't think fully understood from the perch that he was in, that now that he's had a chance to take a step back and look at the whole, you know, landscape as opposed to being on the ground with the troops, I think he realizes that, oh, crap, it really does matter that Jalen and Jason need to feel a certain way about who I bring in here. Otherwise, we got, you know, we got a crap storm like the guy in Portland or we've got a situation where we have a coach in a situation that from the very beginning – they're playing catch up to from the beginning. They're trying to bring guys in and that's not the way you want to begin your tenure. You need guys on board from day one. And I think you don't, I think what he said, the way he carried himself, I think he understands that. And I think he's placating himself to that. I like it, Sherrod. Here's But he's thing. not going to play the young guys. I'm going to tell you that right now. I disagree.
1: No, He's he not talked going to about be, them today.
0: Let me be clear about this. Let me be clear. He's not going to play them significantly more than we've seen with Brad. This is the thing that the, the, the problem that most of the Celtics young guys, their biggest problem, they don't have a particularly strong individual skill. If you had a guy who was a great rebounder or a great, had great court vision or had something that was exceptional and it was something that the Celtics absolutely needed in order to be competitive, you would see those guys play more. Like Shimmy, for example. The reason Shimmy was playing early on was because they needed a, a – What, what about Pritchard goal. shooting, though? What's that?
3: Pritchard shooting? I'd probably include that in something that – Breaks above the average level for a but the player.
0: But prob- the problem that they had with that is you still had this kid named Kimba Walker around. And Kimba was going to play the bulk of the minutes. You couldn't, could, you, you, you weren't going to play him and Pritchard together that much. So right. if you have to play one or the other and they're both relatively healthy at the same time, then you would play Kimba. But my issue with Brad was when Kimba wasn't healthy, I thought that was when we should have seen more Pritchard. Yeah, I he never he started. Yeah, we really
3: saw him start, well, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if he, starts,
1: he I just wanted to play more. He started him well, yeah. twice. One time, one time when Kemba was out. The other time is when everyone was out. But right. like I on all, on the, all, on all of those on all of those Kemba back to backs, he just wouldn't do it. Even when smart, even and when was Smart missing. was missing, he was starting Teague, and we were like, "What in the world are you doing?" What could, you and if well, you're, making, a big if you're one.
0: thinking? What, what what do I need to do? I mean, yeah. what the hell do I need to do to get some burn here? You got guys who are out. I'm making shots. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And I, I do put a pretty hard line between Rob and the rest of those guys because I still look guys, at the rest of those guys. Guys in the
1: that- chat, hold on, guys, shut up with Cornette. We're not comparing the Suns players to Luke Cornette. My God, <laughs> you're you're grabbing guys. Is <laughs> that Bobby's burner account? <inaudible> John's getting 13. dragged in the who comments right now. You're, dra- you're grabbing the guys who are 13, 14, 15 on the Celtics roster and comparing them to the Phoenixes, 6, 7, and 8. Shut up. Oh, my God. I don't know, John. God, Phoenix, you know that, go, Phoenix starting five. Phoenix starting five. Like I said, if you put the Celtics' best players I'm going to pull up there, their roster right star- now. You're starting Jay Crowder. You're playing Cameron Payne 20 minutes a game. Okay? Campaign.
0: Champaign with the campaign. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Hey, that was like, and, that was and a I, lo- room, right? and I love, it. The but everyone's like, Luke Cornett, shut up. Oh my Luke. God. Listen, um, w- I did want to ask about this because this was interesting. We talked about this, this a Sam good roster. deal, right? Um, uh, we-, we talked about this a lot, like Jalen and Jason, Jalen and Jason, Jalen and Jason. Uh, however, in the last week or so, it wasn't Jalen and Jason. It was Jalen and Jason and Marcus. Um, and now you have this, it, that's what you've heard. Jalen, Jason, and Marcus like this guy. Jalen, I spoke to Jalen, Jason, and Marcus about. Oh, uh, is that what we're doing now? Uh, no, no, no. But you've noticed that, right? That's been a thing. Jalen, Jason, and Marcus. Jalen, Jason, and Marcus. Um, and even today, the guys, the guys, these these three, as if they are the three leaders. Okay. Brad mentioned those guys as well. So it is interesting. Is this about like we don't know what's going on with Marcus Smart, but they I can't think get it's smart.
3: I think Uh, it's smart just because if smart's gonna... No, does that
1: mean he's here? And does that mean he factors into their long-term plans? Like, if you think you're trading him this year because you don't want to resign him, you don't give a shit what he thinks about the next coach, right?
3: I know, but I don't think you're sure the deal's there yet. You're not. not. Yeah.
0: which is why which is why you want to make sure as best you can that you keep him happy, you keep him content, you play the game to make sure that he's feeling as though everything is good to go. Team Ubuntu. Yep. And if, let's say, you get a deal exactly. for a player that you think can help you more. Kyle you Lowry. Oh, Bobby. Lowry. Here we go. First the, first the burner account with the Luke Cornett stuff, and now the Kyle Lowry stuff. Damn it.
3: It's been eventful <laughs> show we're only 30 minutes in who's the uh hey um <laughs> I'm, I'll wait on that. I'm relatively okay with Smart being the starting point guard if it comes to that next year. I, Unlike John, I do think he has the passing chops, the floor vision, the facilitating skills to get that done. And I've been excited for a long time about that prospect of him getting open reign there. Um, but you do have to really assess his future. And I've said this since the trade deadline. Like, there's going to be opportunities out there if you get aggressive enough to – package him and other young guys picks those kind of things into a third piece here i think there'll be options this off to do something like that but do you want him as part of a core for a big three beyond that you really have to placate him here if you're going to do that because he's going to have to ultimately take less money at that point to stay with a big three core and You know, this is a guy who already feels like he didn't make enough money on his last deal. So, like, you're going to have to go the extra steps to really make him feel involved and part of that leader structure over this next year. Because, you know, if everything we're reading has been true, he felt a little bit spited the last two years in terms of how the other players on the team were taking his leadership and criticism and those kind of things. So, like... This situation with him this next year or so is going to be so difficult to navigate. I wonder if you almost try to get the best you can for him now, just because of how tough it's going to be to really emphasize his place in that room. Cause if everything we're reading is true, the other players weren't having it this year with him. Well, the one
0: thing that we know right now from the jump is that if a deal comes by and Brad thinks it's a pretty good deal, he's not hesitating. He's not going to, he's not going to waffle and, and, and let it marinate over days and, and kick around the, 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 the reams and reams and reams of analytics that tell you what we all would, you know, figure out from the eye test, he's going to pull the trigger. And so I'm not worried about Marcus Smart as far as the role that he's going to have, because if he's going to have a role, then it's going to be pretty much what we've seen in the past. And if Brad and I, I mean, don't think that's working. Brad, who has the final say in that stuff, is going to pull the trigger.
3: So those are the two other those are the two other questions that were really burning in my mind today that I couldn't get through with. Like, what's Udoka's vision for Smart in terms of his role, his leadership position on this team? And how much input is Udoka himself going to have on the roster? Like that's a question I have too here. Does he agree with everything on Brad? Is he gonna be leaving everything not. to Brad? I hope
0: he doesn't. I, I hope he doesn't. I, I hope he pushes back when he feels that he needs to and and is comfortable doing so. And I think he will. I mean, because you you look at where he's coming from as a player. I mean, this guy played before he got to the NBA as an undrafted player. He was at three different colleges. How many guys wind up in the NBA who weren't like – He's been everywhere. Yeah. And and so and and the fact that he's part of the the, the Popovich family tree, uh, he has seen really good players come in and take on humble roles because that was the best thing for the team. And so I think if if let's say they're looking to make a deal for a player who maybe isn't quite as talented as Marcus, but maybe be a better fit or someone who is significantly better than Marcus, but it's going to cost them a a crap load of money. I think Udoka is is, I think he's ideally suited to handle those changes uh, better than Brad, I think, was able to handle the changes that Danny threw his way because Udoka has the benefit of being a former player. Being an assistant coach who's been in the locker rooms, he's been in those huddles, he he has a better feel for how to manage unexpected change than his predecessor. But he also says
2: he wants to play with, you know, he wants them to play strong defense. He wants them to play tough and all this stuff. And that's kind of what Marcus Smart brings to the table. It's just to me about rain. if you can rein in, Marcus Smart on offense. If, if Udoka can do that, I know. But Marcus how much Smart can he do? that mean? Do what does that mean? It means stop. jacking shots when it's when it's really shouldn't be your night to be jacking shots. Which is, pretty what is this, Everything. Is, my, this what is, is my worry. To be me. more of a distributor. Be more. If you are going to be the starting point guard, you know that you need a point guard who wants to who needs to distribute the ball. He needs to be pass first, which means not eight three pointers a game, not not jogging down the court and hoisting up threes. Heat checking. Not taking shots away from the Jays. You need to distribute the ball. Get them the ball. Get Jason Tatum the ball off of off of screens and this and the other thing. Don't make Jason Tatum be the guy who has to run the offense so he doesn't walk <clears> the ball up and get them into their sets with 10 seconds to go. That's what Marcus Smart needs to be able to do. If Jimmy, you can't do if that, he's then I would be fine treating him.
1: Smart's the best they have, but he's not what you want running the, right. running the show. Here's the, the thing, John. So come on. It's not, it's not. Uh, he's the best it's, that they have by you miles. You're asking him and
0: to it, do something that is not in his. It's not him, head. man. It's, yeah, it's, and, it's and that's him. my point. Then why when would you want him? Because, because know, he him does better. A, he has nothing better and he does
1: a million things well. You trade him, I, him and you get something else. That's I, I just think that might we're, be. We're back to what is his value. You're talking about a guy in a walk I think here. his value is higher than you think it, John. That is I I don't think so guys. I don't oh, think so and I, if you do you're getting a pick. Uh, what you can trade is strength for strength. If a team needs a Marcus type guy but has too many of one type thing, that's, that's great
3: yeah. Are
1: you going to find that? I don't know. That's the thing. Like you might find a player for player swap, but then that team's also got to talk about re-signing him and you know that's a that's another issue. And you don't have those assurances. The price goes way down when you don't know what you're acquiring if it's going to be here after this year. Way down. So you've got to know he's coming and he's gonna stay. Otherwise, it's really hard to get something of value there. So he's the best you have. You gotta find other creative ways to get another proper point guard in here, or you just live with Marcus for this year and address it in full a season from now. One and other- that's most that's most likely what's gonna happen. Most likely, I agree, man, I agree. Yeah. Most likely oh, okay. yeah. it's
0: always
2: most likely that they don't trade the guy. I think everyone can agree there, but yeah. that doesn't mean that that's they're all- not gonna at least Yeah, it is. That doesn't mean that it's not possible that they can make that happen. Here's the other thing, though. Maybe. Do, do they have to trade Do they have to trade Marcus Smart? No. There's one player I think they do have to trade. You guys know who that is? Tristan.
3: Oh, it's Tristan.
2: Yeah, Tristan. Well, So can they trade him and maybe toss a young player So that's in? the
3: other factor. That, that was interesting be today
1: because Bobby pointed this out. Uh, there were a lot of people they talked about in this press conference today. There is one name we did not hear mentioned a single time, and that was
0: Tristan. Tristan.
1: Not once. Mr. Party Animal. Oh, we
3: knew we knew weeks ago
1: he was gone. Um does, does he even check in. Single like, does somebody, Tristan. Now. Does anybody even call him and be like, hey, what's up? I'm the new coach, or is he just a uh, gone? Does he pick up? up?
3: Know. We know what Tristan's been up to. <laughs> yeah,
1: he might be busy.
2: Right. Oh boy. He you might guys be busy. You guys are awful. I've seen some of these, some of these mansions that he's been partying in. I wouldn't pick up the phone either. I'd
1: yeah. Be... <laughs> But, anyways,
2: <laughs> was can, they trade, can they trade him? Yes, they, they have. You know, you're not going to probably get, you're not going to get, you're not, probably not going to win that deal, but you got to get out from underneath that.
1: Joey in the chat, you got one more chance, buddy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The timeout was a warning. You got one more chance, buddy. Anyway, keep going, guys. Ooh, Joey. So there is, yeah, one more chance. There is a
3: significant inroad with that with Smart, too, because when you combine Smart and Thompson's salary, that's a significant salary you can bring back in terms of one stroke of the pen right now. All of a sudden, you know, you can bring someone in who makes as much as like $31 million if you trade them together with picks and these sort of things. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, you know evidence here that you should push Smart Thompson together heavily with picks now and kind of consolidate the roster. Maybe some young guys that other teams like that you might not all be all that sold on. You know maybe even Rob if he pushes you over the finish line of a deal for a guy that you really want right now. Uh, the tough thing is if you're over the next month, they really need to get a good idea of if they can th- if they think they could make that pursuit for Beal and free agency because if you do that you kind of hold the phone on everything you know you keep smart around with that flexibility you just kind of make this a little bit of a bridge here because if you can get some idea of if he would possibly be interested there's nothing better than a guy coming and signing outright with you giving up nothing like that's it's tough though because if he's not coming and you leave that smart thing on the table now and you start to pile up all these restrictions that Jimmy talked about with him. All right, we're not going to sign you this extension. You're not (laughs) going to shoot as much. You're not going to be the guy on the, like he'll just leave at some point if he gets pissed off enough. And that's another free agent out the door for nothing.
2: you talking about Marcus. Yeah. Well, it's a Marcus. Somebody said earlier is Marcus contract year. So is he going to be looking to, you know, show that he can do all these things and he's not going to want to just be the defensive anchor or the distributor. You know what? 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 Marcus Smart is uh, going to be joining. Bringing him into roster. the
3: room, bring him in into the room without the extension is going to be a really tricky proposition.
2: Yeah. Listen, I would agree. I mean, I think I think Smart's probably the best player available for them. But all I'm saying is, if if I mean, they know more than we do. You know, if, if they think it's not the, if the fit isn't there, if something's not clicking between him and uh, you know other players, then why would they go through another season of it? Why? Why would they? I, mean, I just don't get it.
3: You might have a feeling already that that doesn't work, but you don't give up Smart for nothing. Or that's no, I'm not that saying that. I'm not
0: telling you. It's in a good fit either. And that's the, that's the thing, Jimmy. I, let's just assume that there are these issues, okay, and you need to move on from him. You're not going to give him up and lose that trade significantly because he's too good, and his contract is too good to just, That's the thing, too. I mean, he really is. Because he's got a great contract right now if you moved him now. But teams know that if you are in a win-now mode, okay, and you've got the ability to bring him in, knowing that you could potentially lose him in the offseason because he wants too much damn money, you would make that deal. You would make a deal with them to get him. Because Marcus has value, but the, the question mark with him and a lot of players is, what he thinks his value is and what a lot of teams think it is in his next deal are not on the same page, Right, not even close. But at this point right now, he is a bargain with the money that he's making currently, which makes him valuable. The challenge for the Celtics will be able will be moving him and getting something of significant value in return because folks know that signing him, you're probably not going to get done what he's looking to get done. And if you're the Celtics, you're not going to give him away and not get something of value in return because you be, you'll be better off keeping him, losing him for nothing, then then cutting him loose and getting less than than what you should get in return. That's you are going to lose that deal. That's what I'm saying. That's
1: when we say no value, we mean not equal value. It doesn't okay. mean you get. That's what we mean. It doesn't mean you get nothing in return. It's just you're right, Marcus Smart. Is and has always been more valuable to the Celtics than he would be on any trade in any package for any other team. It's and again, it keeps coming back to the same thing we always talk about is. If he was a free agent, as a free agent, he will garner interest. As a trade, you have to give up something also, and you don't know if you can resign him, which suppresses his value. It's just simple. I mean, logic. That's just how these trades work. Yeah, A, a guy who you don't have to give up anything for. Every
3: every situation And as though. a free
1: agent, he will garner interest because there's a lot of teams that want to mm. mark a smart type player. In a trade, it's much different. It's much different. I just don't see a trade – Involving Marcus Smart that makes you better, unless it's a large trade where there's some movement, multiple teams, and you have to move salaries and pieces. And, yeah. you know, it, but it's a really hard thing to do. It's going to be really hard. I don't see a way in which they don't ride out the season with Marcus, like Sherrod said. I think that that's likely. Um, I think that's likely what's going to happen.
2: I think it's likely it too. Be, it's just a matter not- of then, 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 then you're looking at the, then the team you see now is pretty much the team you're going to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because there's not that many other players that can you can even dangle out there that are going to bring you back anything. Marcus yeah. Smart's one of them.
1: That's Tristan a, Thompson
2: might be gone, but they're not going to. They could just get rid of Tristan Thompson and not even fill that with a, with a player. You know oh what yeah, because
3: they already have filled it. But right, I don't know. That's going into the season with Smart, especially on an expiring deal, is going to be risky. Uh, all the questions he's going to face throughout the year, and if things get dicey in that room again, and say you take it to this deadline. That's when the value really takes a hit in terms of him being an expiring contract. He's a rental for any team that would be taking him at that point. Um, see, I don't agree with you on that trade situation, John, because I think you're at a moment where you can package him with other things, so many different things at this point. You know, with a younger player, with picks, with Thompson, certainly from a salary perspective, like this is your time right now. because you know, if we all agree, Thompson's gone you're passing up on a huge opportunity in terms of salary being able to be brought back in if you're just throwing that $9 million away. I know you think that it's going to be a dump situation with him. So you might as well consolidate that to the best deal that you can possibly make right now. My only exception to that is if you really do think Beal's coming, you do have to just kind of kick well, everything down. That's where you're season. stuck.
1: And that's what we said. That's oh, what we it's said. so hard. You're yeah, stuck. It's like the Hayward thing all over again. Do you or or Anthony Davis? Do you hold, 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 hold everything because you think something's going to happen that may or may not happen? Um, you're then you're all gonna, of a sudden
3: Beal gets traded in the middle of the season. You're, like, oh. <laughs>
1: you're 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 gonna you're gonna find this out about Beal too, which is like. Are they holding the line for that third superstar? Do you stay super lean? Do you not take on any salaries that are going to get you beyond this year? So you have enough in the books to squeeze that third big, that third star into the mix? I, I think you almost, if you have an
3: opportunity yeah. now, you have to jump at it, I think. like, If you find a deal right now that you really like, that you think pushes you closer to that contention direction, like Lowry in my mind, I think you just have to do it because you can't wait again. You can't wait, sit, and lose everything just because you're really hoping something pans out. And honestly, yeah. does a Beal, Tatum, Brown really guarantee a championship? It obviously is your best no. bet. But yeah, There's you're no guarantees. right. For it. it's not 100%. There's not 100 guarantees.
2: There's no guarantees, Bobby. Though I mean, you got to put yourself in the best position to put to to win a championship. You're not gonna ever. Yeah. You can't wait around for 100, or you're gonna be waiting around forever. So, I mean, you can't tell me that those three players can't be a good enough foundation to bring you to the NBA Finals. I can't imagine that that's true. I think that if they stay healthy for the bulk of the season and they're healthy in the playoffs, that's a team that nobody wants to play. Rob sticks around. I,
3: yeah no i think i think if you bring in a real good third piece right now even if it isn't necessarily beal you're in a close enough position if everything clicks right to at least be a significant percentage of that team and you keep a horford which around which i think is important obviously horford wouldn't be part of that beal team down the line Uh, you would lose quite a bit of stuff rob would walk in free agency so if you can make a if you can make a deal right now along with the depth that you have at this present moment I, I think that's going to be the most deep, well-rounded team to make a run and be a little bit sustainable, you know? Like if you get a couple of years, a couple of different shots with that group and continue to grow young players and that kind of stuff. So, but, that's the, on, but it's
1: the biggest existential question surrounding this team right now. Is the path to Banner 18 through a third star or is it through – Isn't it or, usually? Or is it through building around these two with the right parts around them, you know? That's the thing. And right. yes, the, we, the, the, the big three term is so friggin' loosely thrown around nowadays. You grab the two best players and then the third best guy who's a, two tiers below and say, that's their big three, you know, like, but like, yep. if Rob, if Rob makes an all-star team or is knocking on the door, is he part of a big three? No, he's just a very good other player in and around them. I mean, you tried to call Kemba and those guys, I mean, you had a big four with Hayward, you know, So what do you need here? Does it have to be an Uber star or does it, is it better to be Lonzo ball, you know, theoretically ball, Robert Williams playing really well, you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's
3: time to try the other way,
1: you know, and obviously there were. But I mean, you've got two stars. That's good. You know? Oh yeah. (laughs) That's pretty good. Two young stars.
2: Absolutely. But no,
1: I mean, what do you guys think? Is it, does you have to get the third alpha Or do you need the guy who's actually going to be the alpha alpha and let Jalen and Jason just do the things that they do best? And do you need like, and is Beal, that guy, is he just another scorer? Like, I don't know that Bradley Beal and these two guys is like, okay, print up the t-shirts. They've got it. You know?
2: Right. I don't, I'm not saying that either, but I'm just saying talent wise, those are three extremely, extremely talented players, all-stars. And when you have three all-stars on your team, you should be in contention every year. That being said, to me, and I think you guys would agree, it's the. Fit and I that, still think
1: Rob is the third, third, third part of yeah, the. Yeah, well, great. we
2: all know that you think that. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's the fit. If, if, if Come the, on, sure, if, if the Celtics had Chris Paul, you know, if they had required Chris Paul, we could be talking about them in the NBA Finals right now. I yeah. mean that that, and it's not to say. And Chris Paul has had an amazing year, so obviously, right? But I'm saying that style of player, that style of point guard, uh, makes way more sense than like the Kemba Walker style that they had. Now at the time they Kelly just got Kemba Walker. What's that?
3: Oof. The cost really wasn't high for Paul looking back on no. it.
2: Right. And if it, and so so yeah, I mean it, it, it do they need a third another th- a third player who can really play ball absolutely, but to me they need a pass point pass first distributing point guard. That's what I'm really looking for. Doesn't need to be an all-star level player. They have two all-stars on their team. They just need to be unlocked further.
3: Well, let's right. make this clear too the uh, the move isn't trading Brown for another star. And I think this really needs to be stressed with all this Lillard noise going around like other teams than Shroud, You can either agree or disagree with me on this. Cause you would know this a little more than those me, are but, your
1: two. Those are your two choices.
0: Thank you. But
3: I, I, you I don't agree or disagree. I don't think you just flip Brown for a guy like Lillard. I don't think that's how it would work. I think Portland says, all right, we'll start with Brown, but, you know, let's add this and this and the, all these first-round picks. Like that, it's not going to be that easy of a flip, and I also just think that that's kind of a lateral move when it comes to team building, star for star. You just never see that because, one, teams want more because they value their guy more, and, two, you're losing a star while gaining a star. So where does that really put you?
0: Well, you gotta, well here's the thing about stars, Bobby. Every star out there is not equally aligned in the solar system. There are some stars out wow. are than others. And, and, and as much as I love Jalen and, and believe in him, and I love the fact that he's gotten better every single year he's been in the NBA, I can't look over at Dame Lillard and be like, nah, we're good. Dame is that dude. If you're talking about if you're talking about superstar players in this league who would benefit and make a team a title contender if they left the current team, Dame is on that short list. He is a closer. He is someone who's not afraid of the moment. And when you look at the talent that he's played with, he's had some pretty good teams, but he hasn't had a team that was great. And when you look at the numbers he puts up, it's clear that he can do a hell of a lot of things on the offensive end of the floor. Defense, I need to see more. Not not crazy about him at that end of the floor. But at a minimum, Bobby, you think about that because you're talking about acquiring a star who's a little bit higher in the stratosphere than the star that you'd be moving on from. But to your point, Bobby you're probably going to have to give up more than just Jalen. And if that's the case, that's where I have to kind of pump the brakes on that deal. Because I think Jalen is only going to keep getting better with time. And I think Dame Lillard, as great as he is right now, and as much as I absolutely love Logo Lillard, he's mm-hmm. near the top of the mountaintop where at some point sooner rather than later, he's going to be heading downhill. Mm-hmm. And do you, be, do you want to be on the hook for, for him when he's heading downhill, you barely got out of the Kimba deal before Kemba started really taking that slide downhill. Do you want to position <laughs> yourself to be in that spot again?
3: It's one right. thing You're talking 50, 50 million, for Lillard.
0: Like yeah. I said, <laughs> do you want to be in that spot again? With more money. I know. No, no, I want to call it. Meanwhile, 25 0 Jalen so is in Portland, giving them 23 7 and 7 going to All Star games. They're getting right. to the second or third round of the playoffs, and that's your thing. Mm. But like, that's the thing is like you, you, you don't need. I gotta it. build around Tatum and Brown. I, I, we can we can work on all that other stuff and all the permutations and and the analytics and the, the just however you want to work it. But I'm not moving them two guys. Right. So if you no. keep those two
2: guys, you have to, if you're building around them, what I think you need is of you needs a couple of veterans that can come in and give you I good agree. solid good solid minutes. Whether it's from the starting position or the or the bench roll, but they can center the team around Jalen, Jason, but can feed them the ball, make them the focal point, provide the leadership. Maybe one of those veterans is the talker. Maybe that takes the heat off Jason Tatum. He doesn't have to be the rah rah guy, right? Because your best player doesn't have to be your loudest player. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. And Look at Kawhi Leonard, a guy like that. He's not the loudest player, but he gets the damn you know he gets the job done out there. So. Bring the types he plays, yeah. that he plays, you're right. But that's he the plays. thing. Is
1: again, if you look at right, you look at all the teams playing again. Who, who's got the third star star right now? Right, is Aiton the closest of the teams the Sun- right now? The
2: Suns have
1: the Suns with Aiton might be the closest. When you've got Paul and Booker. Atlanta doesn't have a third oh, star. Milwaukee. Star. What do you mean? M- Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got two, and you're going to give Jeru Holiday as your third number, star? Is, is, he is he a st- is he a star? Big three star? No, he's an outstanding basketball the very player. Good player. Right. He's very, right, the right. Very good right. player. But that's what I mean. Is like, do you need? Why? Why does it always have to be a Lillard or a Beal level guy? Like Jeru Holiday is exactly right. the type of person they're hard to acquire. The Celtics took a shot at it, but it's like. Does it have to be big? No. Does it have to be Harden and Durant? It doesn't. It doesn't. You, you have, have to – got to get the right pieces right. and the right players. Well, you have yeah. two
2: really, really good players like you do in Tatum and Brown. That third right. player doesn't need to be a superstar. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But it needs to – and, and, and I love
1: Jeru Holiday, by the, I Holiday, by the way. I do, too. And you're right, um, Milwaukee. Yeah. Love, love, love. Where's the Celtics going to get him? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah.
2: Yeah, I would have –
1: that was the fit right there that we talked about.
0: Perfect
2: guy.
1: Yeah. No, but I mean, and Dudley makes a point here. This year's not a year to compare. It's an outlier year, maybe. And sure, Brooklyn Brooklyn steamrolls to a title healthy. And all I don't we're, know, though, and, these... and all and all we're saying here probably is you need three stars to compete with a team like that. And so right. we'd have a totally different narrative. That's a fair point. Um, because they, the Bucks, they, they should they should have walked they should have walked into the finals if they were healthy.
2: Yeah, and they would have, but that that's they almost a, did with
1: one guy, you know. That
2: that's such a we talk about outliers. I mean, that's an outlier team. If a
1: team gets is. those They're, three
2: players together, there's nothing you can do.
1: What's well, yeah. r- literally the best three players that have right. ever been assembled on a single team? I mean, right. so yeah, it,
0: that's well, an outlier. Aside from right.
2: you know Bird and McHale and Page yeah, yeah.
1: and those guys, but
2: you,
0: you might know. want to go a little further back with with Bill Russell and his crew. I'm just saying, if you want to, <laughs> you want to hit the time machine, don't, Jimmy, don't get fired
1: up. machine. It's a six team league. You know, it was a yeah. league. every team had six superstars. If you didn't have five all stars, you, you literally, there's no point to show up. Your team <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, you'd like to think that you could do it organically through the two stars that you have here, but you missed so many opportunities to have augmented that roster by. Again, not consolidating picks, maybe drafting, yeah. I think you have to start doing dra- really drafting also ran type players, you know. So something's got to change. You need more yeah. impact, you need more impact guys. Rob is an impact guy when healthy. I don't know that he's enough. You need more impact players. And again, you had him. You had Gordon Hayward a year ago. That's an impact player. I mean, you had when healthy. You had Another more guy. juice than you have now. It's hard to find that. That's why we always talk about It's like, is the only way to do it internally? I don't know. Maybe, you know. Um, I, you know, that's See, it I don't right think now. You have enough internally, you don't. I mean, you've got Fournier, uh, you've got smart, and then you're preying on the kid to rob. <laughs> it, it,
3: we so- haven't even mentioned Fournier now. That's another guy you could like yeah. loop into a sign and trade at this moment. Are you really just gonna let him walk for nothing now or another TP? That's like, there's so much to do this offseason. When they said that today, it's so true. Like, there are so many questions that can't wait. They have to address Smart now. They have to address Thompson now. Fournier, like that one, can't wait at all. So you can't just keep siphoning off all these valuable pieces on your team. Like you, you have to take a pivot from what you were doing before, waiting, 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 hoping things develop internally. You have all the time in the world. You have to be a little bit more urgent now. You know, like this there's got to be things changing in more ways than one. And luckily we've already seen some of that change, but it can keep going further. And I do think it's going to be a very busy off season this year.
1: Cosign. Cosign. And I mean, I actually that's where I kind of get stuck. I don't know if it's going to be that busy. They may end up not they having to do, be busy. They may ha- they end up not outside of trading Tristan, which sadly you might have to um get sell. Uh, Giveaway? What and, uh, You can't they, do that. They may end up doing Why nothing.
0: Not? Why not, Bobby?
1: Because he's
3: – like this salary thing's so important. If you throw him out the window now, you can't get anything valuable back for Smart later. So all of a sudden you're really buying into Smart at that point because your only two medium salaries are Thompson and Smart. So the only way you can bring in a third star is to right. loop them in with young guys or whatever else right now. So if you're selling Thompson right now, that, that's yeah, just such not, a waste to me of his salary.
2: You're you're saying only get rid of him if you're combining him with Smart yeah. to bring back a better, a bigger player. Is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, and obviously you can't I, bring I, I, him I, I, into the season. But how does Tristan? Yeah, I don't think
3: they
1: sweeten the pot. You exactly. Know, like, I, I think they know that they he's they, not guys. guy am shattering like deals
3: all the
2: time.
1: It, you you, you've got one hope it, 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 the, the the only hope the Celtics have is it only takes one okay it takes one dumb team or one insistent player on can I get my buddy to come play with us over here and you're hoping that that team is the Lakers and that LeBron says let's get Tristan out here I want I want my guy other than that I don't see anybody you know lining up for, so, for, 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 for I Tristan. mean you're in you're right. your, you, you would probably extend smart then John I don't give a shit about the tax, so I would extend everybody and keep your good players because it doesn't mean anything. Just keep them. I mean, that's another way to go. What you do you want to do? You want to want to save life. you want to save money so you can have a bigger mid-level exception to sign more tristan thompson's or do you want right. to hold on to players like smart and fournier hold on to good players eat the friggin' dollars and then hope that you can continue to build around it I, otherwise I, or go lean as hell because you're hoping to sign a big fish a couple of years from now i just don't you got to make a choice right yeah if you, you let well, these guys the walk, I mean, get off the pot yeah should get off the pot it's like hey, uh, you we, know i like keeping we have fournier, good players yeah. we got to keep them you know resign rob and say that's but, what you got but the issue
2: is this okay you resign your good players but does that does that make you good enough though cuz if it doesn't then there's a case to be made to not do exactly what you're saying to do and be one of those teams that's just stuck in the tax playing a bunch of mediocre players and not getting anywhere
3: it's hard cuz you never really got a sense in my mind of how good that core could be this was always the problem together.
1: This was the problem at the trade deadline, right? We when we when we're assessing the trade, I'm saying we're stuck in mediocrity here. Like if you the the right. reality was if you re-sign Fournier, um, that and that means and you and you have to re-sign Smart theoretically, um, then you're going to have an extremely expensive non-contending team. That's the fear, you know. But if you don't sign them, you get demonstrably worse almost right away. Because there's no yep. there's no real way to replace them, right. so I don't know, Sh- Sherrod, I want you to blink if you're yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you can't. I mean, you just can't. You can't win. It's tough. You're stuck. You're stuck. The, you're jammed. They've you been stuck. Thanks, Danny.
1: Where do you uh? Do you Which have an idea, idea of what? I keep coming back to it, Bobby. That's why I keep saying that you. I'm not saying it will happen, but the only hope that they rise up out of that middle of the pack, four or five seed land. That's mm-hmm. even with smart and is if you get something out of people on your roster right now right. that you didn't know. Like right. I said, if Nee Smith turns into Duncan Robinson with frigging kamikaze defense, you know, and if Romeo is a, is a becomes a three and D guy or something, or Rob elevates into close, like nipping at the heels of an all-star that team all of a sudden, has promise. If all right. of those guys are duds and those guys are back end of the rotation, eight, 10 minutes a game, guys, you're screwed. That's it. So but what do you think the what do you think the Fournier
3: point? market's gonna look like, Shirai? Because we've kind of got off that a little bit, but if they Did go that say, genre, it's gonna be pretty important to keep them.
0: Fournier? Yeah, Fournier Market. I mean, it's it's gonna be in the teens, maybe peaking at 20, but I think it'll be closer to like 15, 16 a million. 15 or sixty million a year. And he's, that's about what his value is. I mean, this is a guy who you have seen glimpses of really good play, but his best days in the NBA were on a crappy team in Orlando. And he was up and down with Boston. I mean, one night he can go 10 for 11. The next game he goes one for 11. Who the hell does that? Uh, That'd be Evan Fournier, people. <laughs> that was I, I, your Boston Celtics. That's what that – and Evan, so if that's – it just said, Jimmy. he's perfect to stay here. Right? Yeah, exactly. Keeping
3: yeah. him, keeping him in my mind is much better than a TPE for him because we don't want to go down that road again.
2: Yeah, you might get a player like Fournier with a TP.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Jimmy. I well
1: only done. want. Yeah, we only want TPEs. Yeah. Meanwhile, they still got that
3: other TP They got to figure out there. That's gonna be interesting. Is that just yeah, gonna disappear?
0: Sleep over that one. <laughs> It's worth yeah. we, we, The crumb, the crumb TPE. There's like I the local really, bread, and then the crumbs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea what what they're thinking, and like which way they're going to go with. You know what I they're really
3: going to be doing, Jimmy? They're going to be the whole Olympics. It's going to be like the war room, or like that, like White House room when they're doing like the undercover missions there, and they're just going to have like the earpieces in with Tatum when he's talking mm. to Beal, and they're going to be like, "How's he feel today? Is are we getting any closer? Yeah, because <laughs> they. Like that is literally gonna decide how they map out this next year. And luckily that is kind of how it works. Like Nick's losing his mind over Tatum going to the Olympics. This is the only way that they can figure out if that's
1: in the cards. If you like, say if you say his name three times, he's gonna appear in the chat, Bobby, and that's twice. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta be careful. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> Alarm goes it, off. You say it three times, and boom, he's there, you know? <laughs>
2: You better hope it's not the other way around. People were trying to gauge uh, Tatum's interest in
1: uh joining That's always game. the oh, fear, course, right? That's
3: the direction you and John were going to go. Just hope that that's better not happened. That
1: yeah. Some yeah. Uh, other stuff. Durant's going to
3: recruit him. <laughs> well, I
1: hated that, right? Oh god. That keep Jason's name out of your mouth the whole that interview <laughs> he, he did. Yeah. Cuz you know yeah. Tatum heard that. That was probably the highlight of Tatum's season. Kevin Durant yeah. said I'm really good. Yeah,
2: he got a uh, verified right there.
1: Yep, verified. Kevin Durant uh, said I'm awesome. Uh, Spotify green room. The year before, it was it was it was, it was 40- LeBron, right? It was 48 and a losing effort to LeBron in a hug fest in the locker room. And then this year it was uh Did you hear what Kevin said about me? That's pretty good. Sharon's
0: e- not having any of it. I'm oh. not, but the whole Tatum going to the Olympics thing, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm all for it.
3: It's going to be we're fun. Both. We'll be doing post-game shows here, right, John? What's that? We'll be doing Olympic post-game shows. See, you said that, and I don't think
1: we're doing that. <laughs> what time are those Does games going to be? Does the chat want it? Come on, chat. Get up.
0: Come what time on. are those games going to be? Guys, <laughs> yeah. Uh, get the crowd pumped up on Tim's link. <laughs> Tokyo time? I remember,
1: I remember the year that the Sox opened in Tokyo and like uh, we sent out, it was still a big deal and Daisuke and all of that stuff. And we sent out, I was working at channel seven at the time and we sent Ridley out there and he's friggin' calling me at like 3am. Like, it's like, (laughs) I sent in the stuff and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I got to edit it. You know, Uh, like Bobby, I don't know what time we're doing those things, man. But well, Bobby's up at, uh, we'll
2: get texting Bobby at four in the morning. So he'll be up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a thirteen-hour difference or something
1: what, like that. What, so why, no J- why no? Why no Jalen on the team? Surgery, huh? That's it, right? He's not ready. Yeah, he's close. not even, not even close. Okay, I couldn't remember he's, the timetable. His timetable is like be, his timetable is like September, October, right? He's yeah, right. Yeah, he'll, right right. he'll be pushing. He'll be pushing training camp. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Forget he'll about in it. We'll be the next one. Uh, yeah. We'll do the next one. Um, all right. Anything? I think we're gonna run over to Spotify in a little bit and do do some chat if you guys want to hang out with us. Um, but yeah, I forgot. I literally forgot Jalen. That's but, too bad. I mean, he's that's fine. summer. But he because he would have been great there. He's fine for the start, though. Still, yeah. we think. Yeah, I John, mean, we gotta do a documentary
3: told. of uh, of that World Cup team because that was that was a lot of fun. I want to just reminisce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which one? The 2004 Greek uh, Euro team? What are we talking no, about? No, yeah, no, that
2: one, no, definitely. <laughs> 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 Someone's
1: saying send Joe Sway to Japan. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, he would go. Yeah, Ew. that's great.
2: Go.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, let me uh, let me get a link going, uh, and so we can put it in the chat here, um, and then we will head on over, uh, and we'll talk with you guys for a little bit there. Uh, haven't heard from some of our guys in a little bit, so that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, some of you guys can sit it out. Um, but some of you guys, you're. you're... <laughs> no, you're all Is welcome. Anti... Every, everybody join us. Everybody join Is us. Is the
3: anti Brad Crew going to approve Email?
1: I think it's everybody's better. pretty. I yeah, think they have no choice at this point. Yeah.
0: yeah oh, so. by the all way, right. Sherrod, uh, sh-
2: should we be
3: throwing a party over this assistant hiring today? Seemed like a big deal. Uh, Will Hardy there?
0: Will Will's a, hey, have have any of you guys talked with Will before? No. Awesome dude. Awesome dude. I like. I, that's that's that's. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be really really good. Smart guy. Um, I would put him on the head coach of the future track right now. It's not gonna happen in a year or two, but I, I think in like if he's here four or five years by year four or five, he'll he'll be ready to move on. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big what do you fan. like about him? What do you like people about him? People are people are he's pretty. smart. He's people are psyched guy. to tell about that. Yeah. He, he's just really smart. I mean, I don't I don't know how how be, how better to put it. Uh, I'm not talking like Mike Zarin's smart, that type of smart, but from a basketball coaching, working with guys, uh going through the data, connecting with, with players, not like I'm your buddy, but more like I'm your coach. That type of connection. I think he's gonna be, I think Will's gonna be really good. Big fan of Wills. Cool. Well,
2: if Shiraz is a fan, fan, then I'm a fan. So,
3: good hire. Hey, July 1st, I think. We're just going to hear Jay, Scott, all those guys. Now, I don't know for sure, but it does, uh, especially after the press conference today still, it feels like that whole staff's going to be overhauled to some degree. Maybe well, like a guy Allen or two stays. When
0: I realized that the ship was, was going to sail and he got off. Uh, yeah. To Detroit. So, that was, I, that was a smart move on his part.
3: He got up out there to Detroit. Hey, maybe he knew. Number one pick.
2: <laughs> I would imagine that the coaches have all been told what their fate is by now. So
0: it, That was my biggest concern when, when they did the whole Danny's out and Brad is in. Um, yeah. What was this going to affect those coaches who, you know, some of them probably had opportunity to go elsewhere but decided to stick around because, you know, they wanted to work with Brad and stay here in Boston. And that it's like yeah. – Oh, so sorry. Meanwhile,
3: (laughs) meanwhile, they got those. uh, I don't want to say sham interviews for the head coaching spot, but you had a pretty good sense the next Celtics coach wasn't going to be Larinaga or Allen or any one of those guys. You know, they might be great coaches. I've heard a lot of great things about Jay, but. You weren't going to move on from Brad Stevens to hire Jay Laranega. Jimmy was going to blow up the show if that happened.
2: I knew that they weren't going to hire from within just because the way the season ended, you just knew they yeah. needed to get a completely fresh voice,
0: you know? Because if the players yeah.
2: were tuning out Brad, they were tuning out the whole, you know,
0: for purposes,
2: the entire staff wasn't really getting through.
0: The only shot that, that any assistant coach would have had to get the head job was if the team played better as right, if, right. like if Brad went out on a positive note like they got to the conference finals and then Danny decided you know he wanted to walk away and then they moved Brad then you might think well maybe we want to keep one of these assistants as the next in in charge but the way this season went hell no mm-hmm. you you want to you want to just you want to get rid of that stench as much as you can this was a this was a bad year for them it really was right mhm
2: no oh, totally that's why it was like way against Nothing against those coaches, but I was just way against them hiring from within, you know, based on the way the whole season went. I was like, just can't do it. Need a need a fresh fresh voice. Meanwhile, that press conference today in Boston was
3: one thing. That press conference in Portland tomorrow is going to be a completely different
2: Woo-wee. thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we'll you see think if they ask the question, imagine yeah.
3: after all the things the Celtics went through the last month or so, they had to go through that thing
1: tomorrow. Like, whew. Good luck.
0: It's going to be interesting. I don't, uh, Sherrod,
1: we were asking this at the beginning. Do you think anything relating to Billups and the momentum that it got in recent days or the last week or so had anything to do with uh, Udoka being pushed to the front of the list with the Celtics, or do you think he was their guy?
0: I think he was their guy. I think he was their guy because when you think about the people that we talked about, Uh, connected with the job and connected with the opening. He was the only one that had a clear and undeniable positive connection with Jason and Uh, Jalen. That time when he was an assistant with with the Olympic team with Pops and all that. Uh, Billups doesn't really have that type of relationship with those guys. He doesn't know them like that. Uh, Darvin Hamm was another name out there. Darvin doesn't know those guys like that. Only one was Yudoka. And Brad made it pretty clear. Every time Brad has talked about the job and and a couple times he's – addressed it he's talked about the importance of jalen and jason being in a loop and so when you look at who he hired you look at what he said Yudoka makes the most sense of the folks that were in the in the running for the for the job
2: mm-hmm. I, and I i said the same thing shot i said it, it just felt like this was their guy the way that and of course it's a press conference you're going to say all the right things but but i didn't get the vibe that you know this was the second or third choice like they went through the whole hiring process. I'm sure they did a very thorough vetting of all the candidates and in the interviews. And at the end of the day, Adoka was the guy who like, rose to the top and, you know, said and said the right things. And, you know, had those those that connection with Wick that Wick mentioned, you know, the two hour conversation and all this stuff. And and I think he's going to be a good leader. He, he, he needs to be a good leader. That's that's and not to say Brad wasn't. But if he can get through these guys and push them and make them want to be, to quote Brad, the best versions of themselves then it's going to be a good hire, and, and I think it's going to, he's going to be a coach that will be around for, you know, th- this isn't going to be one of those awful one-and-done types of coaches. It doesn't happen in Boston really that often, right? I mean, if you even think about it, the Celtics haven't fired a coach in like 20 years, if you think about it. I mean, Doc, they didn't fire. Brad, they didn't fire, and I, I feel like they, they give these coaches, uh, you know, Wick likes to give these guys a chance to really prove themselves, and I, I feel like he's going to do that here too
1: uh so the link is open it's in the chat uh we're gonna head over there in a little bit guys want to just kind of leap all in together rather than uh rather than linger let me just make sure we have it set and we'll head over so again uh for those of you new to this um download um the uh spotify uh green room green room is what they're called what the kids are calling it um Spotify Green Room, formerly locker room. Um, we are sponsored by Spotify Green Room. So um this is a, a thing that we do from time to time. We'll probably do at least one more this week. Um so uh come join us, hang out, join the chat. Uh we'll go for whatever as long as we've got people in the room. Um, and so uh come hang out with us, guys. Any final thoughts here on Adoka? And again, we can get into some of the Bill Up stuff. Um, uh on the uh on the chat as well and just hear people's kind of franchise thoughts uh and ideas uh definitely some regulars here in the youtube chat who i think will be joining us but uh anything before we wrap this up
0: is this the one introducing uh yudoka and other celtics talk that's yep
1: yeah that's get the in one. there i yes
0: are you in? uh, uh it's been the link, the link was, the link was emailed to you okay
1: yeah text, text Yep. He texted to you guys, emailed to Sherrod because he's, he's an Android guy. Because he's a boomer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, uh, my right. final thoughts. You mean
0: a, you mean a device that's used in 78% of the uh, technology out there? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah.
3: Android users love that stack. Look, yeah.
1: Sherrod moved right. on. Sherrod Charad moved on from AOL, and that's all. That's all uh, from his AOL, from you his got AOL, AOL email, from his AOL email, like a year ago, and that's all. Did that he matters. really?
0: Yeah. Wow, dude, that that email address has like two hundred and seventy five thousand messages. Yeah. There's, some big, that, there's some big
2: sources in that email email yeah. email address, right? How many
1: How many scoops have you missed because you stopped looking at that email? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't, right. no because he didn't he didn't hear that
2: you've got mail he didn't hear that so, he, yeah. so you missed a lot of you've got <laughs> mail you've got sources
1: uh, anyway come hang out with us everybody uh we're gonna head over there i'm in there right now we're gonna head over in a minute all right jimmy all right, final thought
2: my final thoughts were um you know Good day for the Celtics. I, I just thought it was a good good preps comes overall. I know it was a little bit too short for John. He Brad's a, two for two, right? He wanted more. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going that far yet because we gotta wait and see how things go. I think yeah, it was
1: the, a little too short.
2: The things that needed to happen happened so far. So yeah. in that sense, you know, good for Brad, I guess. Um, but I'm gonna leave it at that. And um, I'm interested to see, you know, how the player, if the players have any sort of interaction that we see you know, through social media or whatever the team puts out over the next couple months to see how they're sort of getting together with their new coach. I mean, they, they've, they've definitely got to hit the ground running, so it would be nice to see them getting together in the offseason at points. I know Tatum obviously will if uh, Udoka joins Team USA, so we'll see.
1: We shall see. One thing we didn't mention I do want to talk about in the green room uh, I was going to talk about a little bit here. It is interesting to me that um, Marcus Smart, to the best of my knowledge, has yet to be introduced. Uh, you in mean OKC. Kemba Walker? Kemba Walker, rather, has yet to be introduced in OKC. Um, yeah, I haven't seen inter- that. Which is interesting. Um, total radio silence from Kemba since the trade outside of that athletic article uh, that had a bunch of things about him being somewhat disgruntled. Uh, we haven't heard a peep. And then um, heartbroken. Heart- <laughs> and then heartbroken. The next, the next, the next day we find out. day we not really sure how he feels any active on draft night, for sure. So, that's well, interesting yeah, to me. Picks. Yeah, that's interesting to me. So, uh, another topic we can possibly talk about uh, the Brad haters have died down like crazy. It is interesting. Everybody, they got their pound of flesh. Um,
0: you, you know no more Karen?
1: Huh? <laughs> Karen? <laughs> Karen? I, Karen. I hope Karen shows up. I want it, you I know. Too. <laughs> I do too. All right, we're heading over now, guys. We uh, get to for... criticize him as a GM now.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. They, uh, thank you for joining us here. Um, sorry, Josue couldn't make it. He had uh, he was on another assignment, but he'll he'll hopefully be with us later Tinder on. Uh, later He's on, on his season.
0: way to Japan. <laughs> oh, stop! Yeah, yeah. All right. All Good right, night, see all. You.